That might get on your nerves, but it's okay. You'll get over it. <laughs> I don't want to high five nobody. It's okay. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. It's been good. Who came ready to receive this morning? So good to see you this morning. I want to first and foremost thank the Lord for all that he's done. He's done great things. This month of August has been a supernatural month. I'm excited to see. I'm not counting it out. Amen. We got a few more days. And so I'm excited to see all that the Lord has in store for his people this latter part of this year. Amen. Glory to God. And I pray that as I share with you this morning, this message will pierce your heart and uh, give you understanding that um, no matter what is happening, you can change your destiny. Amen. The chapter you're living in doesn't have to be the final chapter of your life. If you just flip the pages, you realize there is more. <laughs> Praise God. We've had such a great week. I secondly want to honor somebody very special, which I am so honored that they're back with us today. Um, Evangelist Kofi's a professor from Bible College and his dear wife. Why don't you go ahead and stand up? And his daughter, I believe this is your daughter and the, and the grandson. I'm so honored that you're, both of you are here in your beautiful family. And uh, it means you love the church. Praise God. We love you. And when we hurt you and your wife, I'm telling you, even after the fact, many people said what they felt when they heard you speak and give part of that testimony of your encounter with the Lord through the ministry of Catherine Coleman. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. So we welcome you. We're so glad you're here. And then everyone else that is visiting for the first time, we have a packed house. I'm telling you. Everyone else that is visiting for the first time, we love you. We want to say welcome to the Power Love Church. I know this is probably your third welcome, but we really are glad that you are here because we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that what you need, you're going to hear today. Amen. That as you walked into this place, you will not leave the same in the mighty name of Jesus. All it takes is something very simple is for you to open up your heart and receive what God has for you. We've had such a great week. We had such a great week. We had, um, I want to say that la before I forget, last Sunday, in between services, uh, we had the Ignite youth that went out to win souls. What is that? They went into out of the four walls. That's what we're supposed to do. Amen. And uh, this is not a fish tank church. These are not just fishes swimming around following each other. We, we are ocean mentality. We go out and fulfill the great commission. That's what Jesus said to do. Go ye into all the world. Amen. And that's beginning our surrounding areas. And, and so the Ignite youth are teenagers. Your teenagers, bold believers, went out yesterday in between services and preached the good news of the gospel to many. And there was 101 people that gave their lives to Jesus. 101 people that led, that, that received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so these were teenagers, these were older people, these were, you know, uh, all, all kinds of people. And so uh, we do have a quick reel that we want to show you. If we have that ready, just go ahead and show them so they'll know. They went to the mall. People thought they were going to just go shop, but they ended up receiving eternal life at the mall. 
Come on. There it is. There's the youth. Hundred and one salvation. Somebody shout hallelujah. The devil will not have our city. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Then we had an awesome outreach yesterday. Praise God. Over 250 plus people uh, attended at an outreach at an apartment complex, and 156 people answered the altar call to receive Jesus Christ. As, we don't have pictures, but you can go to our, 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 our social media platforms and you can watch it there. We're not lying to you. And we're not exaggerating when we tell you that people are hungry. The gospel was preached. 156 decisions literally stepped forward to say, I want to I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to repent of my sin. And 156 people will never be the same in the mighty name of Jesus Praise God. Is anybody here from the outreach yesterday? Yeah, we do have visitors. Praise God. Were you glad we came? Were you glad we came? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. You know, we had a, I had a man that testified, and he said, I just moved. He answered the altar call. You know, he wanted prayer. And he said, I just moved from Costa Rica about a little bit over a year. And he says, and I, 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 I've known of the Lord, you know, when I was in Costa Rica, he says, but can I tell you, this is the first time in over a year that somebody has ever come to preach the gospel to us. That's the, this is the first time that I've heard it here in America. It ought not to be so, but thank God that we went. Amen. Because I'm sure there's many believers around the surrounding areas. But we must be the witnesses that God has called us to be. Amen. And we got to do it filled with the Holy Ghost. And so that was wonderful. We give the Lord praise for all that took place. Uh, there's many more outreaches coming up. And uh, I also uh, wanted to um, announce as well that um, I don't know if some of you have seen it, but I'm going to... Uh, do a 10-day uh, study. Uh, for those that want to join, it's a study course uh, that I'll, I will begin September the 25th. Uh, the details are on our website, but we are going to do the, author the believer's authority. Amen. And so you can register on our website, and this study is by Kenneth E. Hagan, but it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome uh, there's a few tools that you'll need, and like I said, you can go to the website and, and look and look to see what you need to get before that time, and I encourage you to do get the materials you need. Number one, you'll need your Bible, amen, because it's not like we're just going to sit and just read a book. That's not, that's not what it's going to be. You're going to be 
empowered. Amen. Uh, your understanding is going to go to another level of the authority that God has given you in Christ Jesus over all the power of the devil. Amen. So you'll need also the, the study guide, the study guide, and you'll also need the book. You will also uh, be given two series to download uh, for yourself that you can keep with you. And that's uh, the Authorities Believer series and also uh, Reigning in Life as King. So we literally just announced it yesterday and we have 16 people already. So that's great. Um, so where you can register now, it's open for registration. It's free. And uh, we'll give you more details on that. But the first class will be on September the 25th. Amen. Who's excited about that? This will be the first of others. You will get a certificate after you complete this class, but this will be the first of many others that 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 will be taught here at the at the Power of Love Church. Um, hallelujah. We also have water baptisms today. We have 27 people that signed up. <laughs> so that's going to be our seven part, second part of the service here at the Power of Love Church. Amen. It's 27 people and I'm sure the the the, the list will will grow. And so we're excited for all of you that are, are making that decision, that bold decision, unashamed decision. Hallelujah. To say goodbye to the old and resurrect to the new life. Amen. What better life than your life in Christ Jesus? There is none. Amen. Finally, I want to welcome my little handsome nephew. Is he awake? Just briefly, quickly, carefully bring him up here because it, you know, if I don't show them to you, you might miss them. They're visiting from uh, Tampa, Florida. My niece and my nephew, which is Brother Ram's children. But this little handsome guy is his first time visiting Houston. And he's just too cute not to show them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was just watching that, that um, George. His name is George, too. We have about 10 Georges in the family. Nobody's allowed to marry a George. <laughs> just kidding. In the family. Never mind. Okay. I'll tell you later. So, praise the Lord. I think that's what I wanted to share before. If you have your Bibles, I want you to open up your Bibles to the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 9. I'm sorry, 1 Chronicles, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. When you find it, say amen, oh me, or wait for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, it says, And Jabez, Jabez, no, I don't know if that's how you say in Spanish. But in Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez. Say Jabez. Am I saying that right? Saying, because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. You know, powerful things happen when you call on the God of Israel. Saying, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that thine hand might be with me and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And then the Bible says, and God granted him that which he requested. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that the entrance of your word bringeth light and understanding. I thank you, Lord, that your word is a lifter of people. And as, Father, they are enlightened of your word by the help of the Holy Spirit, let their lives go to another level in you. And we will always be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. If you believe that, say amen. I want to talk to you today on the subject that this chapter of your life doesn't have to be the final chapter of your life. Saying that no matter where you find yourself, it doesn't have to end there if you don't want it to. That no matter what is happening in your life, if you don't like it, you can change it. And it's only because of what Jesus has done in your life that we can do so. In our own power, we have no ability. But in the power of the Spirit of God, we have every ability to see to it that if our, our, our life is in a place that it, it doesn't line up with the life that God has given us, then we have the ability, the power, and the authority to change it around for the better. If you believe that, say amen. Can I tell you something? You can't change your past. You might as well make a decision that today you're going to get over it. Stop crying about it. Stop blaming people about it. Stop meditating on it. You can't change what has happened, but can I give you good news? You can surely change what's in the future for you. You have that ability to change your destiny. Hallelujah. That's good news to somebody because I see somebody else, somebody going to another level. I see somebody's life turning around for the better. Hallelujah. If that's you, say amen. But one thing that you must know is that this won't happen just because. It won't happen just because you think you deserve it. It won't happen just because you're tired of life. It won't happen just because of the circumstance that you might go, be going through it. This happens by wanting it bad enough that you are tired of being sick and tired and you begin to enlighten yourself of what your life should look like in God. 
It's out of order for you to be a believer, for you, you to be a son of God, a daughter of the Most High God, and still live a life of struggles. Live a roller coaster life of ups and downs. One truth that liberated me is that the Bible says that the people of God ought to go from faith to faith, not from faith to doubt, from glory to glory, from strength to strength, and from victory to victory. That truly means that the last defeat you ever had will be the last one you could ever have. How is that, Pastor Sandy? Because overwhelming victory is ours in Christ Jesus. I'm not saying that there won't be trials. Hear me out. Because people argue, how can you tell people that they won't go through defeat? No, no, no. The Bible tells us that we will go through trials. It's scriptural that you be challenged in life. It's scriptural that you go through trials. But it's unscriptural that you be defeated because of what Jesus Christ has done in your life. Amen. So I'm not, you know, and so, you, but you have to believe that. And Jabez believed that. And I want to share with you about the miracle that took place in your life. The miracle that took place in my life. The miracle that took place in many people's life that are here this morning. And the miracle that if you believe the word of the Lord will take place in your life. God is not a respecter of people. God doesn't choose one over the other. The Bible says that he, died, he sent his son to die for all people. All people of every race, of every color. Amen. So God is not a respecter of people. What he does for one, he can do for the other. How many is that good news to you? You might say, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm this color and I don't, I don't have an advantage. I'm this. I was born here and I don't have an advantage. Who told you that? That's not for the people of God. Leave that to those that are ignorant and don't, don't know about their lineage but you are born of God if you're born again believer and he's made all things new in your life glory to God before you consider yourself anything consider yourself a citizen of the kingdom of God born of God hallelujah you might walk into this place and be someone that has convinced themselves that your destiny will be one that is just a painful one one that is suffering, one of de defeat, one of diseases. Maybe you've, uh, because of the, 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 the life that you're living or what has happened in your life, you've already convinced yourself that this is just the way life is going to be. But can I tell you something? That's not the way life has to end for you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Maybe you've given up and resigned yourself to position that nothing can be done about your situation. You said, this is it. I thought that about myself at one point. I, and I was going to church faithfully. But yet, I was somebody with no vision, with limited hope. And I would think to myself, is this all there is to life? Something is missing. And it was purpose. It was the understanding that God had a plan for my life, that where I was was not where my life was going to end. That what was happening in my life, that's not what had, that, that was not going to be the portion of the end of my life. And then things began to change. But I thought that, is this it? 
Anybody ever felt like that? Is this it? Is this all there is to life? Is this, is this, this, is this it? And then you begin to realize, no, no. So if that's you this morning, you walked into this place, I'm here to tell you, it's not over for you. That might be the chapter that is the page that is in your, 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 your having your life. But I'm going to tell you that today the page flips over and the chapter flips over. And it'll get better for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Beginning this morning, if you believe that, say amen. amen. Because the good news is that, you, is that you can change your destiny. Many times, why do I keep saying you? Because God has given us that right. Through his word, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because many people say this is, you know, they, 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 they think this is just how my life was designed. This is the life that God gave me. This is just the way it's supposed to be. But it's not. Amen. It's, I said it's not. You can change your destiny. You can change your outcome. You can't change your past, but you can change your future. You can change your outcome. Hallelujah. We've seen many people, you know, starting with yourself, that at one point there was no hope. But the moment that you came into the light of God's word, and you dare to believe what God said about you, the promises that God had for you, it changed your life for the better. If that, ha if that happened to you, say amen. amen. I never get tired, and it never gets old to me, and I made it my business to see today that it never happens, to think about the wonderful things that God has not only done in my life, in my husband's life, but in the people of this house. God has done great things for the people of this house. <laughs> Wonderful testimonies that I would always tell over and over. People came in one way, and they received the word of the Lord. They were enlightened. And as they were, their destinies changed. Their stories change. Their lives change. Their families change. Because God is a good God. And he's true to his word. Hallelujah. And we're seeing it more than ever. The power and the glory of God manifest in the lives of people that came in hopeless thinking that there was no hope for them. But only Jesus, Jesus can give people a living hope. And he's doing it by the preaching of the gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I think of, uh, I think of people's testimonies. And, you know, and, and what, has, what God has done in their lives. You know, uh, alcoholism, addictions broken over 20, 30 plus years of living a life just being wasted. Just you're not, humanity is not just, uh, it's not supposed to be people that are just wasting their lives. That's the plan of the devil. God has created each and every one of us in his image and in his likeness with the purpose to fulfill here on this earth for his glory. But until people find out that God does love them, that there is a plan for their lives, that there is a living hope for their lives, then they'll remain the same. And it's our duty to go and tell people. 
Amen. Freely you have received, the Bible says, freely you must give. How can somebody be so bound with, uh, uh, you know, with the addiction of alcohol and yet now is so free? How can somebody be homeless, living in a parking lot, separated from his children, separated from his wife, addicted to the, the hardest drugs, doing nothing in his life, but, but the lie of the devil, that that's just the cards that life dealt to him. But all of a sudden, he receives the good news of the gospel that his life doesn't have to be wasted. <laughs> God totally, radically sets him free by the power of his blood. Restores him with his wife, with his children. Gives him health. A right mind. A good paying job. And now he gets the privilege to go be a witness to tell his generation that there is a living hope. That's my friend Chris and his wife stand up. That's them. That's them right there. Don't tell me God can't change a life around. Don't tell me that your situation is too far gone. You're not too far gone. No one is. The blood of Jesus reaches where no one can, nothing can. He's a faithful God. Look at that couple. Look at, stand up, Myra. Don't sit down too quickly. Look at that couple. God is worthy of all honor and all glory. That was a Jabez at one point right there. Brother Chris was a Jabez. Sister Myra was a Jabez. That thought that his life was going to be one of just sorrow, pain, grief, regrets, disease. But Jesus. <laughs> I just told you too. That's the good news. Amen. There's countless of testimonies of the proof that Jesus is the resurrected king. That he changes lives. Amen. That he's made a way where there was no way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's look at the miracle of the life of Jabez. And as we do, I pray that God will give you something for your life. Amen. Jabez changed his destiny. Now, look, we're reading out of the Old Testament. How much more? The Bible says that, you know, we, have, we are in a much better covenant based upon much better promises. But yet, take a look at what happened in his life and imagine what can happen in your life. Hallelujah. Look at the miracle in Jabez's life, how he changed. He decided. You see, because it's really not up to God. He already made a way for you. Jesus said, it is finished. I said before you, life and death, blessing and cursing. And when you choose, heaven records that day. And then when you choose life, heaven backs you up. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And he decided. I decided. My husband decided. Stand up, Ankes, for all those new people that don't know you. This is my husband, George. We just made 30 years together and 27 married. <laughs> you, might, you might say, how old were you when you got married, Pastor Sandy? Don't ask. <laughs> but the Lord has been good. You want to greet him? Welcome. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you have to decide. You have to decide. Amen. You're one decision away to for seeing it all turn around for you. And you can mark, what's the day today? August the 27th as the day that it turned around for your good. For your good. August 27th can be your day of settlement with God. And say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you don't know what's going on. I don't have to know. God knows, and he's greater than your circumstance. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So in the scripture in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, we can see the miracle of Jabez, where he changed his destiny. Let me just share something briefly, something important that will help you understand. Because Jabez's very name tells of the condition of his life. Jabez means sorrow, pain, trouble, regret, hardship, distress. And for you to help you understand, it's important for you to know that in, in, in names in the Bible have much meaning. Because people's names uh, were meant to communicate a message in many instances. A person's name in the Bible often meant or conveyed the type of person they were or what they were to do. They're just by their name. It conveyed the type of person that they would be or what they will be doing for the Lord. A couple of examples. Number one, the name of Jacob. Say Jacob. The name of Jacob meant deceiver. That's what his name, it meant, it meant deceiver. And he became a deceiver. He became just that. And it was a picture of his life. That's what his name meant. That's what he became, and that was the picture of his life. But when God changed him, he also changed his name. He changed his name to fit his new life. His new name became Israel, which now meant a prince. When God changes your life, he changes your story. He changes your destiny. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The name Abram. Remember Abram? Abram? It meant high father. But God told him. Abram, when he called him, go into a place that I will show you. And he called him to go. And he obeyed. And, and the Bible says that God called, told him that he will be a father of many nations. So Abram meant high father, but God changed his name to fit his destiny. 
Him and Sarah couldn't have children. And then God changed his name to Abraham. Abraham. Which means father of many nations. God did that the second time or when he reappeared to him and told him, as for me, my covenant is with you. Uh, and, and, and he changed his name to Abraham. And now when people will call Abraham, they won't call him just a high father, Abram. They will call him father of many nations. Even before he had even one child, father of many nations. You know, because God calls those things that be not as though they were, as though they, he wants them to be. He don't call things as they are, but how he calls them to be. Amen. And so he called him a father of many nations. That's what he called him to be. Glory to God. Moses. Moses' name told of his life, meaning drawn out. Drawn out. And every time his name was called, it reminded Moses that his life had been preserved when Pharaoh's daughter drew him out of the water as a baby. His life was spared. It was drawn out. It was preserved. That's what his name meant. Joshua meant savior. All the days of his life, Joshua was reminded of his name, that he was a savior of his people. This is what he became as he led Israel into the promised land. Remember, they sent the spies to the promised land, and then they all came with a bad report except Joshua and Caleb. They said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, these giants? These giants are lunch to us. We are well able to take the land. Hallelujah. That's another message for another day. <laughs> Maybe you have been called a no good for nothing. Maybe all your life you've been uh, uh, talked down on, called names. That, that, and those names, uh, 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 you know, uh, drew, draw, draw out of you what you were not created to be, but because all your life you heard this is what you were going to be, this is what you were not going to do, this is, you know, you began to live that life because you bought the lie or you didn't even know any better. Because that happens to children even at a young age. They get messed up by a teacher that doesn't believe in them, that doesn't like her job, and she begins to tell the child that they're not going to amount to nothing in life. Or maybe parents that were mistreated as they were little and they begin to mistreat their children and begin to tell them that, you know, you're the black sheep of the family. This one's going to be good, but this one is not going to be good. You're not going to do nothing in life. And then, hey. And, and, and people grow up with that mentality, with that in mind. But can I tell you something? No matter what label they have put on you, that label is stripped off of you when you give your life to Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus saves you, he changes your life. He changes the course of your life. And he changes your destiny. Hallelujah. Who's thankful about that? It was the same with Jabez. That's why I'm talking to you about him this morning. It was the same with his life. His mother bare him with sorrow. Obviously, because that's what his name meant. Who knows? Was he afflicted with some weakness or disease from the beginning? Was he simply born in an atmosphere of sorrow, trouble, and heartache? Whatever the case, every time his name was called, it cried out to him. Pain, sorrow, regret, trouble. 
Whatever the reason why he, she named him Jabez would represent all these things. Every time his name was called, that is what came to him. Trouble, sorrow, pain, grief, regret. What a, what a horrible condition to be in. What a sad situation. It ought not to be so for anybody. And thank you, Jesus, that it doesn't have to remain that way. Oh, hallelujah. Imagine him at one point being convinced that this is always, this is my story. This is my story. This is what my life is going to be. One of pain, one of trouble, one of regret. Imagine him already confined and limited to the weakness and sickness and pain of life. He was already convinced of what his destiny was going to be like because his name spelled that out. Trouble, pain, sorrow, regret. What a horrible situation. Only Jabez knows the struggles that he went through. Only he knows. Because the Bible says that he was a man that was honorable to, you know, even more than his brethren. But at one point, this is the situation that he found himself, just like some of us. At one point, thinking of ourselves a certain way, which was a lie of the devil. Until. <laughs> Somebody say, until. Until someone, until someone told him of the unlimited power of the God of Israel. Until somebody came and told him about the unlimited power of the God of Israel. Oh, when you are enlightened with the truth of the God that you serve, it changes everything. It changes everything. You know why? Romans 10, 17 tells us why. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. No matter how you find yourself, the moment this word starts coming in your life, the Bible says that the entrance of the word bringeth life. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 1.16, For I'm, uh, uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto whatever you apply it to, whatever you apply it to in your life. The gospel is the power of God. And when this gospel starts enlightening your, your life, it begins to lift your life up to other levels in God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He must have heard one day of the mighty God of Israel. He must have heard and faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Oh, he must have heard uh, 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 the tellings of how God delivered the children of Israel with mighty signs and wonders. How many of you are here because you heard and you've seen what God has done in the people around you? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'll never forget. It brings me to this story right here, uh, Brother Victor and, and Perlita, because, because y y she lives like an hour away from here, and, and they're related somehow. <laughs> and then, and then um, you know, he came out of prison. 
He, you, some, how many of you have heard Victor's testimony, powerful testimony, how the Lord totally restored his life. He came during the whole uh, COVID shutdown. His girlfriend invited him to the Power Love Church, and he said, there ain't no church open right now. And she said, I don't know what church you go to, but my church is open. So if you want to come, we can have a date at the Power Love Church. Well, he came. He came broken. He would sit there. I remember, Brother, Brother Victor, you would sit right over there. And, and during the whole message, uh, Brother Victor would just be weeping. Just, just, just tears flooding. Just tears coming. He won't say nothing. He'd just be weeping and weeping and weeping. What was happening? Light was coming in. Hope was coming in. Healing was coming in. The light of the gospel was coming in. And what was doing something in his life. Hallelujah. And then he was just sitting there. And then, you know, long story short, him and his wife got married. He got saved. Him and his wife got married. Married. The Lord totally set him free. Uh, um, now, you know, the Lord has blessed him. Now he goes back to the prisons and tells people the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I said that short testimony to say, then there was a, 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 a sister over there, over there by Pasadena, that was, you know, uh, uh, looking at what's uh, happening. At, I don't know, somebody, somebody in jail had told you about the Power Love Church about a year ago. She was in prison with her, and she told her about the Power Love Church. She kept inviting her, and then when she came out, uh, like a year passed by. You know, this girl right here said, I was so hungry, but I, 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 I had nothing but religion in me. She said, you know, I, 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 I didn't know what I needed. I was searching for something. But she turned, you know, to, she was going to, she said she went to the, the um, Buddhist monks. She, she had all these monks and pictures. And she said, Pastor Sandy, so her life, she, is <laughs> because people are hungry. They want the supernatural. But Muhammad can't give you what only Jesus can. Buddha came. Buddha's dead. You can rub that fat belly all you want. Those are God, little gods made by the hand of men. Our God is not a creation. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is the living God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. And so she, you know, she did all that. Um, and, and, and some of you have done the same thing. But, you know, she, she after a year, she, she remembered the power of love church. And then her, her, her brother's coming here. And she's like, say what? Victor? In church? Praising the Lord? Serving God? I'm a... I, I, uh, <laughs> I got to go see what's really going on at that church. She came for the first time with her family. Her husband's always been there supporting her. She came all the way with her, with her family. And, and, and when her children had responded to nowhere that they have gone, the moment the altar call was given here at this house, her children were the first ones to answer the altar call to surrender their lives to Jesus. They're teenagers. <laughs> And that's why, you know, when you, when you, if you only knew, why are people radical at the power of love church? Why do people dance and worship and sing and jump and praise? Because if you only knew, you see, you see the glory, but you don't see the story. You don't know the story. If you only knew, 
You'll never find us more radical than we were in the world than we are for the kingdom of God. If you only knew. That's why I'm trying to tell you a little bit of the testimonies for those of you that, you know, to help you understand. I'm telling you what the Bible says. I'm telling you what happened in the life of Javis. But I'm telling you what Jesus is doing now. Hebrews 13a, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We serve the living God. We serve the resurrected king, and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. So Javis, a light started coming, and she said, I must go. And you see her here. The rest is history. Amen. The woman at the well, when Jesus changed her life, she became an evangelist. She went to go tell everybody her testimony. And she, she would tell them, come and hear and see a man that has told me everything about me. Come and see the one who's changed my life. Come and see the one who turned my situation around. Come and see the one that gave me what I've been searching for everywhere. Hallelujah. The Bible says that cities came to Jesus because of one person's testimony. Cities will come to Jesus because of what Jesus has done in your life as you go and testify of the goodness of God. 154 people gave their lives to Jesus by the hearing of the preaching of the gospel and the testimony, living testimonies of real people of what God has done in their lives. Living proofs. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Are you glad you came this morning? Are you glad you came this morning? Are you glad that you serve the risen king? Praise the name of the Lord. He heard. He heard. And you can almost see Jabez listening to the prophets of God, the man of God. He, they talent, hearing about, you know, the, the, how God delivered the children of Israel with mighty miracles, signs, and wonders. How, how the, the God was with them in a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. How God did the miracle of giving the manna from heaven, the bread of heaven, the miracle of the quails, of the, of the meat that, that, that God gave them. How God made water come out of a rock. Hallelujah. And that rock represented the rock that will come. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's why the Bible says, consider the rock that you have been hewn from. Oh, glory be to God. Consider Jesus. He tells, he hears, uh, Jabez hears, he hears of how the children of Israel, there was not one feeble amongst them. The Bible says that not even their clothes or their shoes of their feet for all those years that they were walking in the desert wore out. If God did that for them, imagine what God can do for you. And don't give me this thing that, oh, that was back then. God doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. He hears how God brought the children out of Israel from slavery, from Egypt. He not just brought them out, but he brought them out loaded with silver and gold. Oh, hallelujah. Psalm 105, verse 37, the Bible says there was not one feeble person amongst their tribe. That's my prayer for here at the Power Love Church. May there be not one feeble amongst the people of the Power Love Church. Oh, do you believe that God can do that for us? Do you believe God can do that for us? Hallelujah. Yes, he can. He is a good God. 
he must have heard. You know, as Jeremiah 32 verse 17 says, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing too hard for you. Jeremiah 33.3, call unto me and I will answer you and show you, show you great and mighty things which you know is not of. There are things and there are sights of God that we've not seen yet. No matter how far your walk is with God, there'll be sights of God that you know, that you will discover because you never get to the point where you know you've seen it all. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. What do you think that this cost in the life of Jabez? Listening to all these great truths of the mighty God of Israel. Oh, what do you think happened? It's what happened to some of us. When we were enlightened with the, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with, with how good and how wonderful and how mighty our God is, what happened? Hope came to our lives. When Jabez heard these things, even though his name represented these, these, these things that, you know, he didn't like in his life, uh, hope began to rise up within him. Hope began to rise up. You can't help to hear how wonderful it is, how powerful God is, what God has done to the, through the death, burial, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. You can't, you can't help that when you heed and hearken to these truths of the word of God, that you leave the same. Something begins to change on the inside of you, and it starts from the inside out. Hallelujah. Hope began to rise up. Say, rise up. Hope began to rise up within him. And he began to realize with God, all things are possible. Faith started springing forth. A hope started rising up. And then you begin to think that this is the way it was going to be forever. You begin to realize, well, it doesn't really have to be like that. I've said this before. That when you see God's truth, and that is why, listen, can I tell you something? The Bible says that the God of this world, who's the God of this world? Satan. The God of this world blinds the minds of the unbelievers for one reason. Lest they come to know the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the moment that they hear the good news of Jesus Christ... That he saves, that he forgives, that he heals, that he sets free. When they begin to get enlightened of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, blindfolds are broken. So he'll make it his business to see to it that people remain blinded. But he can't help when somebody full of the Holy Ghost shows up to preach the good news of the gospel. He can't help it when light comes. Darkness cannot comprehend it. And then, and then blindfolds start coming off. And then people realize, hey, I don't have to die like this. I don't want to end my life anymore. I don't want to commit suicide no more. I, 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 there is a hope for living. I, I, they begin to be enlightened. They begin to see that there is another way of life. And it's found in Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. So what happens when, that, when you are enlightened? Can I tell you what happens? Is that you begin to rebel. You begin to rebel against every lie of the devil. 
When the truth and the light of God's word comes upon your life, you begin to rebel against all the lies of the devil. You realize, I don't have to die like this. The devil is a liar. I don't have to remain sick. The devil is a liar. Oh, hallelujah. That's what happened in his life. Hope rose up, and he realized with God, all things are possible. When he saw God's truth, he rebelled against the devil's lie. When you see God's truth, you will rebel against the devil's lie. See, for a while he had you deceived. You, you were rebelling against God. Many people say that God did this to me as if there was no devil. God did, did this to my children as if there was no devil. God, they blame God. But it is the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. Why does God get the blame when there is a devil who is your enemy and he is a destroyer? But thank God that Jesus came to break the power of the devil. Hallelujah. He saw God's truth and he rebelled against the devil's lie. He saw God's light and he rebelled against every form of darkness. When he saw God's life, he rebelled against disease and death. When he saw God's liberty, he rebelled against every form of bondage. People of God, I know what it is to be in bondage. I know what it is to be confused in the head. I know what it is to live a life of no purpose, just thinking this is just all there is to life, waking up. It just, you know. It doing the same thing just you're and you're not living you're existing but I also know what it is to have a to have a living hope I know what it is to be blind but I know what it is to have eyes that see I know what it is to not be able to hear but I also know what it means to hear and understand hallelujah hallelujah bondage is horrible freedom is so much better and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. If you are free, I want you to shout a living hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. What happened in the life of Jabez? He cried out. He cried out. That's what happens. Because you realize it doesn't have to be like this for me. You realize it doesn't have to be like this. He cried out. Do you remember blind Barnabas? The story of his life, he was a blind beggar. And I don't know why we call him blind Barnabas. He's not blind no more. <laughs> but that was his story. Just, you know, one of a, a blind and the same thing over and over until one day he heard. You see, it matters what you hear. Hallelujah. And you'll always come to this place and hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You won't hear that you're going to hell. You'll hear that you don't have to go to hell. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can if you want to. That's a choice. Nobody goes there by accident. They go there by choice. Same thing in heaven. Amen. So he cried out. Say he cried out. Say he cried out. He cried out. Like blind Barnabas did. It wasn't until he cried out to God that his story changed. But he first heard. Faith causes you to cry out. Faith causes you to rise up. Faith causes you to do something about your situation. Faith gets rid of every pity party in your life. Hallelujah. Faith doesn't wait around to see what can happen in your life. Faith causes you to rise up and do something about the situation. If you don't like it, when you begin to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, faith comes in and it causes you to rise up. The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffered violent, but violent people take by force what belongs to them. 
Hallelujah. So your faith has to be, faith begins where the will of God is known. So faith comes as you're hearing. And I pray that as you're hearing this morning, you've already, faith has already begun to spring forth to realize my story doesn't have to end like this. Amen. Hallelujah. And so blind Barnabas cried out, cried out. And said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me with a genuine heart. Not, let's see what happens. Jesus. Jesus, I hear you. You're somewhere. No, he heard that there was Jesus, the healer. Jesus, the restorer. Jesus, that breaks chains. Jesus, that casted out devils. Jesus, that set the prisoners free. He had heard of Jesus. And when he heard that he was passing by, he began to cry out, Jesus! Because the Bible has exclamation points. Why are you yelling, Pastor Eddie? Because the Bible has exclamation points. I learned that in elementary school. It's a strong exclam. Jesus! See, because sometimes we want, we want the miraculous, but we're trying to be cute. Sometimes we want the miraculous, and we don't. we like, praise the Lord. But yet, out there, you were like, you didn't care. Now you're saving, you care. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That's what he cried out. And then they try to shut him down. They're like, brother, calm down. You're too, too hyper faith. You have too much faith. Too much, too much. Shh. But I love what the Bible says, that he cried out the more, the louder. Jesus. Because, you know, he said, this is my chance. I know the healer is passing by, and I'm going to do whatever I got to do, even if I look crazy. Ain't nobody going to try to shut me down. Nobody's going to try to keep me down. I'm going to get the master's attention because what I need, he has. (laughs) What I need, he has. My mom couldn't help me. My pastor couldn't help me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus went, bring him to me. And they're like, come on, brother. We were telling you. We're trying to tell you. Come with us. But I love what the Bible says because isn't this true, professor, that he threw his coat off. And that, you know, people were labeled in, the, in, in those times, if they were lepers, if they, whatever, you know, disease, well, that, that coat uh, signified that had to do something with the, uh, being a blind man. But when he got up, the Bible says that he took his coat off because he, he, he said, I'm not going to come back the way I left. <laughs> he said, this thing I don't need anymore because once I in confront or encounter the master, my story is about to change. I won't be needing this. Some of you left some things at home just in case God didn't do something for you this morning. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, get rid of whatever it is because when you come to God, the Bible says that you come to him knowing and believing that he who comes to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Come to him with no reservation. 
And he said, the way I'm coming, I don't need this anymore. Excuse me, everybody, y'all that are trying to shut me up, trying to sit me down. Y'all move out of my way because you know what I'm saying? Y'all haven't been able to help me anyways, but I heard that this man can help me. I heard that Jesus. <laughs> his name is Jesus. I said, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's freedom in the name of Jesus. There's what you need in the name of Jesus. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is a guarantee that what he did for that blind man, he can do for you. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that he, you know, Jesus healed him. Suddenly, his eyes were open. Hallelujah. His story changed. He heard. Jesus said the gospel of the kingdom must be preached, shall be preached as a witness, as a proof. When the, the, this is, the Bible says that the word of God is life unto those that find it, healing and health to their bodies. It's not just words. It's the life of God coming into the hearer that takes heed of the word of God. It begins, I believe it's doing something in your life right now. Some of you are sitting, and it is, it, he's already begun to do a work in your life. Some of you feel it, but if you don't feel it, you don't got to feel it. Just got to believe it. You just got to know it. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says that people will come to hear and receive. Hear and be healed. Hear and receive. Hear and be healed. Of their diseases. So it wasn't just they were hearing the word. What a great word, brother. What a great sermon. May that never be your words of affirmation to me. <laughs> May it be, what must I do after you leave out of here? What must I do? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Everything began to change in his life. When he saw God's liberty, he rebelled against bondage. His faith caused him to cry out. He became angry at his so-called destiny. He rebelled as he rose up in faith to change his destiny. That's what he did. That's what blind Barnabas did. That's what we did when we realized there's more to life and then we discovered that that more, it's in the more abundant life that Jesus came to give. Hallelujah. And listen to what we read in 1 Chronicles 4.10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that thou would bless me indeed. And enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou would keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. And God granted him that which he requested. I want you to say this with me. And God granted him that which he requested. God will grant you. That which is your request uh, uh, of him. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. He, how did he change it? He changed his destiny by calling out to God. He, that was the first thing. He cried out to God. 
He called out to God. You can change the whole course of your life by looking unto God and daring to believe the promises of God. John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I pray this morning that as you call out on the name of the Lord, if you're not saved, that you shall be saved. Hallelujah. If you've not received your healing, that you shall be healed. If you uh, uh, have not been free from that addiction or free from that bondage, that today as you cry out to God, as you call upon the name of the Lord, the same God that saved you is the same God that heals you. The same God that heals you is the same God that will deliver you. All it takes is to cry out to him. And believe and receive with a genuine heart that God is who he says he is. He is the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He is El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God that healed you. He is the one that loved you so much that while we're yet, we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. He's the one that did not spare his only beloved son but deliver him up for us all. And will he not along with him give us everything else freely? He is a good God. He is a good God. He is a good God. I said he is a good God. Oh, come on, somebody give that good God a mighty shout of praise. I want the worship team to come up here with me before we go to the second part of the service. I'm going to continue on this message tonight. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So it's important that you hear and don't settle for the hearing. You hear and see. God doesn't just want you to hear that he's a good God. He wants you to see it for yourself. How many of you have seen that he is a good God? There has been many people that come not knowing God's will for their lives in every area of their lives, whether it be sickness, oppression, addiction, hopelessness. They came one way, and as they said under the word, light began to shine forth, and their understanding began to be enlightened. And as they have believed what thus saith the Lord, they began to see and experience the change in their lives. How many of you can say, that has been me? You know, that's God's will for your life. God's will, the Bible tells us God's will. God's God's word is his will. I want you to say that God's word, it's his will for my life. You don't have to be ignorant of the will of God. You know, your greatest enemy is not the devil. You know that? Your greatest enemy is not the devil. Your greatest enemy is your own ignorance of what God's word for your life. Because the enemy has been defeated. Christ Jesus stripped him of his power and gave the church all power and all authority over all the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8, for this reason, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. So if he can only keep you ignorant, well, I'll say if you only 
remain ignorant on your own, that you'll never be able to enter into the life that God has for you or have a knowledge of God's will for your life. You'll be around, you'll be walking around religiously, maybe like some of your aunts that have been serving the Lord all their lives or uncles, and, and they just leave everything to chance, and they just say, you know, if it's the will of God, God will heal you. If it's the will of God, you know, God will prosper you. If it's the will of God, you know, he'll set you free from that addiction. I don't have to wonder, and you don't have to wonder about God's will. The Word of God tells us his will for our lives, and it's a good one. Amen. Something happens when you begin to get an understanding of the will of God. And I love the encounter of the leopard in Matthew chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, because it's a perfect example that shows us what happens when we understand God's will. There was, the Bible talks about that suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. And let, you know, people that had leprosy, they were, they were counted out. They were, they were secluded. They were, out, you know, they, they were like uh, um, considered outsiders. They were not allowed in every area. They had to go in and, and hide somewhere and stay away there from, 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 from people. Because it was contagious and, and all these things. But when Jesus came, he didn't say, everyone that has leper, make sure you quarantine. He didn't say, if you have leprosy, you got to stay six feet away. Aren't you thankful? Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said. If you are willing, you see, he, he wanted to know. You know, maybe he was with his other friends and, and saying, you know, I wonder if it's his will uh, to heal me. Because I know he can, but I don't know if he will. I know he's a healer, but I don't know if he will. A lot of people are like that. I know God can heal, but it's not enough to know that God can heal you. It, you need to know that it is his will. Amen. And so if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. He wanted to know. He was being honest. Genuinely, Jesus, if you, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. I know you can heal, but if you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean. And I love this scripture because it's liberated me. It's helped me. And Jesus reached out to him. Not with a glove and a mask. Or a shield? Jesus reached out to him. Touched him. I am willing, he said. He said, I am willing that you be healed. I am willing. You don't have to wonder no more. I, am, I can not only heal you, but I am willing to heal you. Be healed. And instantly, say instantly, the leprosy disappeared. You see, the moment that that man received the knowledge of the will of God, it was very easy for him because he knew God could heal. He knew Jesus was the healer, but he needed to know, is it your will for me to be healed of this disease? And the moment that Jesus said, I am willing, be healed, reached out to him and touched him. The Bible says that suddenly, suddenly, 
instantly the leprosy disappeared. You might have came in this morning and, and said, I know God is good. I know that he's powerful. I don't doubt that. But is it God's will for my life to be made whole? Is it God's will for me to be healed from this disease? Is it God's will for my life to be restored? I'm here to tell you as a, as a messenger of Jesus Christ, he wills that you be healed. He wills that you be saved. He wills that you receive forgiveness. He wills that you be healed and made whole. If you believe that, say amen. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Hallelujah.